Everybody, I know, it's been a while. We've been on hiatus. You've been asking the questions. You've been going to ground. The streets have been talking. And the streets have finally found their answer. Beyond the Bleachers has returned to much fanfare and anticipation. And of course, we are again joined, myself, Tendo Bossa, and Moses Waldo. Moses, how are you doing? Welcome back. Sithin, <laughs> the, the, oh man, yeah, uh, his, uh, his comeback, his comeback, sort of, so to speak, right, yeah, no, um, Moses, welcome back, of course, we have been out for a little bit, but we are glad, glad to be back, uh, bring you that uh, really great sports content that you're needing in uh, this time, of course, because every sport is ongoing, and I just stepped out of a uh, out of a time machine, so I'm expecting, of course, to turn on the TV and uh, watch the playoffs. Right? Of course, of course. No? Yeah, I know, I know. It's been pretty, it's been pretty sullen since the the virus has hit. Of course, so it's been um, it's been pretty pretty uh, low low key of recent but we still have been given you could say a gift right would you not agree i think this is um, the best time to drop the the actual documentary considering this yeah. came out the previews right the trailer came out last playoffs like last june yes so, yes yes around the time of the, the, teasers, the, yes. the earliest was probably what the east and west conference finals in the nba so when you yeah. look at that time frame we were like june 2020 we can't wait for it and then all of a sudden, yeah. hit that abrupt halt in sports. Like ESPN was reeling. They're like, we need something. And so they asked the director and everyone. I'm like, let's just push the uh, push the actual documentary up. Let's move it up to April. Let's get it. And, yeah. And yeah, let's get, get it done, done now. And then get it over the way. Get it for uh, the next five weeks with two episodes uh, every Sunday. And and then see how that turns out. And so far, the the first four episodes have been phenomenal. And, it, and in my opinion, has gotten better and better. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I, I completely, completely agree. agree. Uh, it's definitely been uh, the most impactful, I think, documentary to the to the NBA and I think basketball, I think within the last 20, 30 years. I, I personally, you know, I personally don't think there's anything been that... Um, and it, it's lucky that it dropped now, right? Exactly like you were saying, because everyone's at home. We don't have anything to do really... Um, so we can throw all our, our energy and concentration into it. But further than that, I think just having the insight into, I think, you know, you get a little peek behind the curtain of how the, how the, the, the genius of Michael Jordan comes about or how, how, how he, uh, carries it out. Right. So, and I mean, besides that, just the drama, just the drama. And I love, I love that part of it. Because if you think about it, you know, you always look back at how everyone says in the social media landscape right now with like LeBron James and how he handles it. And there's always that there was always that air of drama, especially just uh, with Miami and then even leaving Miami for Cleveland the second time. You know, we were hearing things about, you know, the air conditioning and fitness. So, like, you know, and then just, you know, overall, just sometimes people had like a, a, some drama to carry on right and you think to yourself wow you or you even listen to all these nba bigs talking about you know in my day right but 
no, come on. The way they the the way they nip at at Kraus, right? Like that's number one. I'm like that's if that's not petty, I don't know what is. And and I could I can tell you who's doing that right now. Kyrie and KD, they do the exact same thing. I'm I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. Maybe not to to the GM, but definitely people on the squad. Well, let's you know? wait two weeks to see their documentaries and see what happens if the bad blood is still there, because that's what I get out of this. The pettiness yeah. is something that you brought up that I thought was very interesting, and you're absolutely spot on. And it seemed like when we saw in episode four, when it talked about the bad boy Pistons and who they were kind of leading up in three and four, yeah, we saw Michael Jordan's disdain for the Detroit Pistons to this day. I don't think certain players, because he had John Sally and, of course, Dennis Rodman, the biggest, the, the, uh, the third of the trio there for the second yeah. repeat but it was it was interesting to hear him and his comments about isaiah thomas and the whole leading of course and all wow to me i always felt pettiness is in everybody's <laughs> dna it's in the human yeah. genome for sure it just depends on if it's a recessive gene or something that's very yeah. dominant yeah. and in michael jordan's case i think a lot of people are going at him because it just seems like he doesn't forgive. In my opinion, I know some people, and they made this argument, and I've heard others say this, that he was referring to the past. He has no ill yeah. towards no, no, Isaiah, no, Thomas. Yeah. I, Isaiah Thomas. No, no, yeah, Isaiah Thomas. I think there's, there's a few, still, I mean, IT I, I, has a long list. There's still, a long there's, list there's, a little bit of, there's still a little bit of bitterness, I think. There's just a little, yeah. little oh, bit for, for the sure. bad boy Pistons and Jordan's voice. Oh, for sure. I mean, you in reference to that, right? I mean, the way, I mean, the... I, and I just love the producers. I think ESPN really did a good job with all the the constant a uh, uh, you know uh, you catch the the interview off guard by by capturing the let me show you this what so and so said right and like exactly what you're saying even before they presented the iPad they said have you would you like to see what Isaiah Thomas says and he's like man. I already, so like that already said to me, like you were saying, the bad blood kind of still there. They, I don't think he's ever going to really see eye to eye to Isaiah. You know what I mean? And I think. Um, well, it hurt his career. As it, yeah. yeah like he, like, I think you, that bad blood really hurt Isaiah Thomas's career. And I think Michael Jordan yes. had a part to do with that. When it yeah. came to the USA Dream Team, Isaiah should have been on it. Of course, of course, oh, of course, and of course, he felt like he was blocked out due to the fact that, and I don't think it was. And remember, it's not even just Isaiah versus Jordan; it's Isaiah Jordan and Magic. Magic also doesn't like Isaiah. Tom. They, they used to be best of buddies, and then toward exactly, they've mended since then mended fences. But it speaks to the idea that, of course, the tr- the differences in the league haven't been that grand in terms of how players treat each other how they treat the organization and then maybe even so how players uh are viewed within the organization because the ownership kind of just determined whether or not it's more so we're moving towards um i guess something symbiotic where there's equal e- e- um equality you could say to some degree versus you know an employee versus employer sort of setup and it's very strict and you who's clocking in and you're getting your shift in right because i felt like um uh kraus kind of had that mentality in a way like he could be accommodating to a certain degree of course this is a team you're dealing with human beings but you know his 
like the way he he looked at like i mean think about the fact that he looks at phil jackson as completely replaceable and and how nonchalant he's you know in 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 retorting that of course you know if jordan says jordan infers i don't want to co- be coached by anyone else and then him saying well you know if a plus b <laughs> if a plus b equals c well then see you know you know what yeah, see you later I don't that's what it would have been yeah, yeah see you later exactly so you know and i'm not, and thinking about that right like we of course we're all just now still going through this documentary but we you know newsflash to those who have been living under a rock they do win this championship right uh, that we're going no through. spoilers man oh no spoilers yeah oh sorry carl uh sorry sorry uh, you know don't tell the postman obviously right that's the last guy to tell uh but he, he <laughs> but you know the whole idea is even with that and like jordan coming into this season saying and that so striking in that in his words by saying you know give us the chance to defend it if we lose that's a different story then we can rebuild but if we've won like let us defend what we want yeah you're the king right? of the hill what's the what's the idea what's the why knock it down yeah i get you why knock to, it you down you gotta think of the future and i think that's the what future you saw with Jerry of Reinsdorf course and you saw it yeah. i get that you are a business sooner or later you're gonna have to move on from a guy like going to have Jordan. to move on he's getting it yeah. up there in age yes. totally get it that's how sports is with that said you just won your fifth championship en route to a sixth, which you eventually won. And you decided to break up the team. I don't know. Just, yeah. That, that to me is iffy. I think that actually saves yeah. Michael Jordan's legacy, though. Not saying that he it wasn't did, a great I, yes. player, but I think when it says yes. like the greatest player, it solidifies it. The fact that he it. went 6-0 oh as opposed to 6-1 or, you know, yeah. at least one blemish. 9-3? Nine, nine record in the championship <laughs> game. Yeah. You, you trying to come at LeBron? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Right, I'm just saying. <laughs> you just see. Oh, just yeah. Saying. Okay. He's. I'm just saying. He's yeah, just saying. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm still. I'm a big believer that he <laughs> so, is. Still hey, who's who's been cutting you checks, buddy? What? Uh, he's got, he's still the number one. He's got anything to talk about? Jordan is still yeah. the best. People, of course. And I, I still think that. And 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 not saying anything bad about LeBron. Kind of sidetracking here, but LeBron still has more chapters to be written. Whether or not that eclipses MJ in terms of his success, I think the only yeah. way that LeBron can do it now is to actually win a championship with the Lakers. That's my opinion. If he wins a championship, nobody's ever won, you know, three championships with three different teams or led. Never mind. Yeah. I'm not Robert Ory here, okay? I mean, like yeah. LeBron, James. <laughs> LeBron James. Don't participate. Great role or, player, or, but he is no, or, he's no like number or one Patrick superstar. McCall. Or Patrick McCaw. Never sleep on sleep on Patrick McCaw. He's a three-time NBA champion. Yeah, that's true. Two that's times true. with the Golden State Warriors and one time with the Toronto Raptors. Well, and who knows? If the season continues to be locked out, he might be a two-time. Considering he might still into his fourth year. <laughs> but I do want to get to that. Like, do want to get to some of the stuff that yeah. also happened in the documentary that I thought was very telling was the hostility. And I think the whole Phil Jackson was the antithesis. It was just, it was the pinnacle to me uh, because you had Jerry Krause who, and he explained in the interview, like in the, uh, cause they showed a couple clips in episode one, how Jerry yes. was talking about it's the organization that wins championships. And then he clarified in the end 
but it still doesn't have the same effect and understanding. I'm like, yes. And I think, I believe like in any organization, much like you're running a business, anybody it at the top, everyone at filters the top. Yeah. Down. So if you have good oh, management, sure. good people up top, that is going to trickle down. Yeah. But now, you also, but we, we also, and I think, you know, as, 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 you know, everyone in Toronto or, or the Raptors fan has realized from watching the process, there needs to be a buy-in as well. And that's, I think the, that's the part of the players, right? Yeah, as in when, when Jerry Cross was referring, like you said, like with the organization, he means the players them too have to buy in. Because, because I, think I think we, we automatically, automatically assume because you've been drafted and because this is your job, that it is, that it's a de facto that you are going for a championship, that you believe that you can win with this team, right? Then you come to find out a lot of these people are just here to collect a check or they don't really have an aspiration that high, that making it to the NBA may be just as good as they need. Uh, they don't maybe want to, to, to try for it or are okay with not being able to get there. They may be lacking the confidence in getting there or something of the sort. But having to have, like, you, you, we actually do see it because when they talk about how Michael Jordan mentors Pippen and everyone who comes into Jordan's system eventually, right, sort of gets that molding they get they get that they get the scolding of course but then towards towards the end you know when we we get to 89 90 i think you know a lot of the people that they bring up are starting to say you know i i'm starting to you know i'm starting to understand where jordan's coming from like i'm putting in a lot more effort here jordan's working harder than anyone else so that's that's the buy-in i think um that of and course, Crosby was referring. With Phil Jackson. Well, but the, the, yeah, yeah with Phil Jackson. Yeah. Because I think it got to the point where, yeah, he started Phil Jackson's career, but what Crosby oh, yes. did was he didn't like the fact that he wasn't getting any credit. I not think there's the a part guy. of it that he was not getting any credit. So you don't bring in the guy that he was your guy that you brought in, Phil yeah. Jackson, right? Uh, and in terms of his philosophy, and mm-hmm. you pretty much groomed him. You sent him to the right people, right? Because there was the assistant yeah. coach with Doug Collins, Tex, who, yeah, who, who, who really, I mean, who, who, who really built the who built the triangle offense, and then he encouraged yes. when you know when he was kind of put on the sideline. Kraus encouraged Phil Jackson to go talk to, to take him, the to talk to Tex, yeah. Yeah, to say, hey, what's this triangle offense all about? Once, yeah, once he bought into that. Kraus had the idea of, you know what? I think he's our man. He's going to get us over the top because he's got a system. Sure. Jordan eventually bought in because he realized, you know what? I could score 37 or, you know, go 32, 8, and 8 and average that or go 37 points, um, you know, average that in an entire season per game. Yes. But still come up short. But yet yeah. to lose that moniker because you knew him as a competitor. You know, he had to look up to Bird and Magic. They were considered I mean, he, he, in the class yeah. of the NBA. And everyone said, and he would do whatever you're good, you're great, but there's but always that never gonna be, in there until he turned things course. around. Now, what I think yeah. is the issue with Kraus was he wasn't given enough credit, which he does deserve. Not so much because he didn't draft Michael Jordan, but the pieces yeah. around Jordan, bringing but in the coach that provided a philosophy and a system in which they could all flourish got the ball out of Michael's hands, but he realized he has weapons around him and it made them better. And that was the biggest philosophy. Now, all this is kind of going aside. We're going off the, the rails a little bit, but I do want to get back to Kraus. I do want to say that, no, I think there was yeah. a little bit of jealousy there that he wasn't given enough credit for doing those things, bringing those guys into the system. And 
in doing so was being mocked and eventually mocked openly by Scotty yeah. Pippen, by Oh all- yes. Yeah. By by the media, by by the the fan base at large as well, right? You remember they're they're getting their ring presentation and he's getting booed openly. Of course, the, I think they're the only contact that many of the fans had fans had was through journalism, right? And through the sound bites or the or the bits that they would read in the sports clips, right? And and which were the you know probably that Kraus clipping that sent him down the river uh, on the organization. So I would imagine that of course they were thinking he hates Jordan, right? And I think you I, would you feel like maybe at the end of this, and of course we're we're only four deep, and we don't know what's coming down. But do you think by the end of this, Jerry Krause may feel a little vindicated? You know, feeling as though he is more so justified in his in his position that of course there always has to be that guy to make the difficult decisions but also do his job and the fact that doing his job sometimes means rubbing the people the wrong way yeah but you don't have to be an ass like i think there's like no but to a certain degree yeah you are you can get away with a lot you could do certain things but he was known for being just rubbing people the wrong way. And I'm like, that's a little tough when you're trying to make a deal with somebody for a player, but yet you don't have that relationship with fellow GMs or fellow of course. employees, high front office people, right? Of course. That's going to be, yeah. that's a yeah. disadvantage. You'll, yeah, you could be an ass, but it's different. Michael Jordan was, he was tough on his players, but the difference was he was trying to get the best out of them and trying, and it's yeah. not like he didn't do anything. He led by example. Like as much as you want to say, man, he was pretty brutal to his teammates or but I'm like, no, he's a competitor and he's a winner. And if he wasn't doing the things that made him Michael Jordan, not Mike yeah. Jordan, but Michael Jordan, the greatest Michael player Jordan, yeah. uh, to ever, you know, to ever live. wear a basketball yeah. uniform, yeah. Then you would, then you could also say like talk, talk smack about him. But you, you yeah. can't about MJ in this case. Kraus, on the other hand, you know, he was a baseball scout, got the job because he asked Reinsdorf uh, that he could be the GM of. Of the Bulls. He felt, like he, could, he felt like he could do something, yeah. But he was known to be a guy that has issues. But mind you, like, Reinsdorf, it, it did work out in the end because even though they did have Michael Jordan as their piece, you know, you have to give Kraus credit because he did bring in guys. He did draft Pippen. as much as people want to say. Well, he didn't draft Pippen. He traded for Pippen. Oh, wait, he traded? Yeah, yeah, he, but, yeah but still, I mean. Seattle. But that was a great pickup. To and see, then first Grant, to see first Grant Horace Grant. Grant. Exactly, I was going to say. Three-peat. I yeah. think he was great. And then bringing in pieces for the second time around. He didn't want to bring in uh, Dennis Rodman. It was assistant GM. No. Kind of coaxing. Yes, of course. Hey, look at the we analytics. Said, look at these numbers. He could bring which us. Is crazy. They traded Will which is crazy. Which for him, which was insane. Yeah. Would, do you think, do you think, um, and do you think like at that time, that sort of uh, convention, I guess the uh, numbers guys, you, I, I guess it was sort of kind of creeping into the, uh, into the NBA or, maybe, or, or, or maybe, yeah. yeah. But I think you look because, at what a guy does on your team. Like, yeah, but the eye test, like the, he, like apparently the he was too bad. Like when yeah, he yeah, for no. a short stint there. You know, he, Very short. he led the team. He did bring the circus with him. Is that, you know, Dennis <laughs> Rodman just came out and the whole Madonna <laughs> thing and everything else, which episode three kind of, you know, goes into a little bit. But I, I blame her. To watch I the Dennis her. Rodman she's documentary. The, uh, she's the Kardashian of, of the 80s. Well, no, could you imagine? Like I, she prime has to Dennis be. Rodman, no prime Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, with and social the media. How insane that would Ooh, be! It would be, it would be very, very painful, painful to watch. watch. It, would it would be, be very, very public, public, very public, like just steady decline. I don't, I don't know. 
I don't see him doing too well. I mean, you know what? He could, you know, end up selling those, what was the teeth stuff? He could send teeth whiteners. You know, Fashion Nova might have, like, some hair dye, hair dye line. He could start selling those, you know. Yeah, he could make he could make a little bit of money. money. He can make, make money, money, some cash here and there, you know. I do want to get to then this kind of a nice little segue to the next subject I wanted to get into, and it was about Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved him and his tenacity, the way he played the game, as wild as he was off the court. Yeah, he played with a reckless abandon on the court that you have to admire, regardless if you were like, it's weird that the guy wears women's clothing or the guy is, you know, dyeing his hair or the guy's got yeah. rings on his or he married yeah. himself. Take that yeah. away and just look at Amen. his pure basketball talent. When you even heard Michael Jordan say he is the smartest basketball player he's ever played with. Because yeah. and then he they kind of gave a, a little breakdown. It's it's obviously a lot more in the head of Dennis Rodman. He's like, okay, yeah. you know, when I see Larry Bird shoot the ball, it's going to come up with a lot of spin and on the, it. Yeah, the ball is going to go this way. Magic Johnson, not so much. Michael Jordan on the post or on the baseline, this is how it's going to go. It's going to go this way. Yeah. He knew where the ball was placed, how the ball was spinning, that he could determine to be in the right position to grab the ball. That's how in depth. And how intelligent Dennis Rodman is. And I think this is what this documentary did in that episode was really say, hey, he wasn't just this crazy guy and reckless guy and get to those crazy stories yeah. about that vacation. Yeah. We'll get to it in a that, second. But, but just talked about yeah. how intelligent he was. Like this dude was like, a, you know, he was a physics major on the court. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the way he was explaining the tip left, tip right, and then... To the side, you that talks about a guy who's a student of the game, who's passionate yeah. about the game. You saw that all the time when he would dive in and out of, um, you know, oh, with, for sure, you know, off the court or whatever it is, just to get a loose ball. You yeah. saw how Michael Jordan respected him after that tirade, after he got himself ejected for a game. Michael Jordan told <laughs> yes. him he's pretty much effed up, and then he came, <laughs> he came back the very next time, <laughs> yeah. the stretch when Pippen was gone. All of a sudden, he's like, the, he's if there. there was one guy I could count on 100% yeah. of the time, it was Dennis Rodman. That's what it, it was. Is. But how funny is that? Like, that is, doesn't that speak to, um, <laughs> the funniest thing, to that, like, that sort of, uh, that, that period of time, you know, in communication where, like, especially men weren't able to, like, really voice, still aren't, but, like, even more so back then, voice there. I'm sure, I'm sure. Of course, they felt like they didn't have to say anything, but I'm sure it would have benefited Dennis a lot more had he been able to communicate where he was coming from and what he's going through so that Michael could understand and hear. But, he, you know, he said he asked for a cigar. He didn't really say anything, but I knew he was apologizing because he never, never, never comes to my room. I was just like, yeah, but I think, like, you know, I understand that you're reminiscing about this with rose-colored glasses, but I'm pretty sure, you know, that was a moment where Dennis was like, Hey Matt, hey brother, could you? I'm reaching out. Can you just give me a little bit of, uh, you know, give me something there? Because to Dennis's credit, and just like you're saying, a physics major or physics professor, he's out there killing it. But we all know we, you know, we have we have history as our guide in this situation that Dennis didn't fare so well after the breakup. That, you know, it's so, so it goes so far to say that. And then even at that point, like he was saying, 
he felt you could, you know, the way he's talking about it, he felt that welcomed. Jordan relied on him. There were the he was the guy he could be depended on. And then Pippen Pippen comes back, which is not a problem. But then all of a sudden, you know, uh, 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 what what what's his name um, comes to the is is pushed to the side, right? Um, yeah, but now. And like you said, yes, and I have watched a bit of the 30 for 30 for Dennis Rodman, which we do come to to hear a lot more on the relationship between the three, right, which is a lot more complex. And I don't think the episode three or four really highlights that as yet. We haven't found that because I feel like the 30 for 30 really goes into it where they're talking about they would go for like, I mean, you know, they're not talking about the fact that, you know, Michael and Pippen would do a breakfast or something. They would they would have brunch together. Like the, he would always regularly have brunch with Pippin. That's how their relationship developed and got stronger and stronger, right? And Dennis Rodman was also being invited to these brunches, and because they all they, they that's how they sort of formed a um, a cohesive like collaboration. Well, it was but a they don't really like the triangle, like a triangle at the, the, the restaurant. Of course, yes, yeah, like exactly. Guys here, Scotty and his exactly. people there. Rodman and, and, and on his oh, exactly the tri- like, triangle in the other corner. Yeah, so there's like we actually formed a triangle in a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> triangle, triangle, <laughs> which is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Back. Phil Jackson like shed a tear at that moment. He's like, finally. <laughs> they they embody it um but yeah man i do think um there is something to be said about that i i feel i feel very bad i feel bad for dennis in that way because i feel like there's not more put on that aspect of the relationship of course this is focused on the, the basketball at hand um but maybe it would give more insight into why he was like that like yeah, Oklahoma is not an easy place to grow up in at the time he grew up in. You know, him, like, of listen, of the, of the three, right? <laughs> of the three, they all grew up in really tough states. Let's be honest. North Carolina, well, um, Oklahoma and Arkansas. But I'm telling you, let me tell you something. I've never been there, but I can tell you for a God, for goddamn sure. Arkansas is tough. Yeah, Arkansas. I actually drove through. I remember driving through Arkansas, uh, and um, yeah, I remember driving through. Like, and I was like, the the, it was a small town on the border of. uh, I want to say it was of nowhere though. You were driving from nowhere to nowhere. And then uh, you yeah. happen to pause no. through no, uh, or nowhere. I had like a brain cramp there because it was a while back. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I do remember about it's driving a name that your brain was when kill. I was on a road through a small town, yeah. a house completely collapsed and there was like no one around. I'm like, what happened? Is this a ghost town? Like, like what is going on? It's like, I, I know a lot of the places that I was there or that I drove through, I didn't stay there, but drove through were run down. Ridiculous. 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 I do no, want to say, be, okay, let's get back to yeah. the, uh, what with, was unique about Rodman. Your okay, thoughts okay. when he asked for the 48-hour vacation. What were your initial thoughts? The extended, the extended, the extended vacation. vacation? The extended yeah, vacation take me through. Was... So he, The fact that he had the audacity to ask for one in the middle. But given the circumstances and the leeway yeah. and how zen-like Phil yeah. Jackson. 
it would never work with any other coach. It would never work with. I could tell you to this, to this, to the day, to this day, Moses Wold, the twenty seventh of April, twenty twenty, A.D. Right, planet Earth, on in this galaxy, there's only one coach who would say yes, and it was Phil Jackson, and he is damn lucky that that was his coach. You you know what I? It's during the season. It's during the lost season. It's his lost dance as a coach, right? And he's already dealing with a Scotty Pippen who feels disgruntled at the organization. And now Dennis Rodman decides he's man. I'm stressed out. You know, there's just too much. Can I go take a vacation? Right? What do you mean a vacation, man? This is this is this is a, a bender, right? That's really what it is. He just went on a bender, and um, but my my the what made me laugh more about it is, and I think they only clipped they only brought a short clip of it. They put a short clip of it, and and I I think this was the this is the funny thing. This is these are the, the little detail that tied together is who Michael Jordan is and how he became who he was, right? So first episode we hear about the cocaine caravan, of course, you know denial, 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 denial. Okay, whatever, buddy. Okay, Mister Red Eyes, um, allegedly, right? And there's that there's that uh, episode. What uh, is it three? They're on the they're on the plane, right? I, I don't even think Jordan has a has a uh, a championship yet. This is eighty nine. My man's on the plane out here, rolling dice. They got you got some cash going on. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is the Jordan we know and love. Gambling on the plane. Why? Because he can't lose. You know, I feel like that sort of lifestyle he'd already started to cultivate within himself. For sure, by 95, 96, Jordan was out here partying it up with the best of them. He was out here going to Utah. I'm pretty sure he went out to from Utah to Vegas himself. He's done it before. He's made that flight. He knows how long it takes. To fly down from Utah, down to, to, to Vegas, you know, get a, few, get a few crap tables in, a few drinks, a few cigars, come back, you know, contract the flu, and then proceed to... <laughs> Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you had the game you had, and that's like, the worst shape Michael Jack or Michael Jordan's ever been in that game, and to perform the way he did, of course. Hell, he could do that every other day, in my opinion. Every other day, on the, yeah. yeah. The game days, if you want to go yeah. out, you know, on the game day and go out and have some fun, do it. When you're Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman was the same thing, although it was but good. yeah, it was funny I, I, because I, I, you have to make sure you bring him back because that was of the course. Issue. 48 hours. Yes, it would never do. But that's but that's why I think that's that's what led me to believe because you had Phil Jackson, who's the Zen master and who is like just okay with living in whatever reality at that time was. And Michael Jordan, who who for for damn sure, who by that time (laughs) had already, you know, lived that going to Vegas on a red eye life. And get drunk out of my mind, you know? So it was harder for Jordan to justify saying no. You know what I mean? It be, if, if that makes sense, is because I'm trying to say is, if this was Jordan from the draft year, straight-laced Jordan, living that UNC lifestyle, 
no way he would let his own teammate when he's trying to win a championship go off to Vegas, right? That doesn't that conflicts with the idea of trying to be successful. Well, he was wet behind the ears, so like, he, he was wet behind the, the ears himself. himself. He couldn't yeah, he justifyingly. He couldn't, couldn't like he was he was yeah. he, he knew he had the DNA for it. It's just he didn't get to the level <laughs> he was where you can't. If you can get to a certain level where you can burn the candle on both ends and still be productive and still, still survive. survive. Yeah. The Incredible. Fact, and that's that's Incredible. what we're talking about the Dennis Rodman documentary and you yeah. mentioned it. Um it goes in depth. Yeah, I talked about his partying. It was absolutely insane. The guy would party till about three, four in the morning, practice at six, boom, he's out there. Like he was stroll like stone sober. Like that's how like I don't know what was wrong with his, his body. They're like it was it was superhuman. Like the way he that could, the way yeah. he consumed so much alcohol, but it was still able to go to practice early in the morning. He's not of this planet, man. That whole team is not of this planet. They are the real monsters. That's that's the thing that I can't seem to understand. And and I think um, I think the biggest point to t- the takeaway from this, honestly, um, even just going through all of the the clips right and i think they do this specifically just to give us more uh <laughs> more to play with but the the whole idea that you know the best the best ever right and um every episode we get a nice little montage of jordan in action from that year right or from like that that time period or just the game and you're just thinking against the odds right man that cleveland game electrifying first of all but more to that realizing moment after moment after moment this man has thrust himself or been thrust into situations like this back against the wall and like not of this earth honestly the pressure the the ability to handle that pressure I just I I couldn't believe it. Can you think about that, Moses? You you are literally on the outside looking in. You are you literally watched the Cavs just score the last two points, and it's what you three second three seconds left, three seconds left on the clock, right? And the only and I don't know. You know, of course, you know we can only just look back and wonder if he was being guarded by the the best guard. and Ron Harper, it, it maybe, maybe, maybe this documentary doesn't even happen, right? Like, there's all those moments where, like, the difference could have been. But even in that, I doubt it because the fact that this man's, the, his tenacity to win, you know what I mean? That I think even, you could have put, you could have put the great Kali, you could have put the Iron Sheik, you could have put... Um, you know, The Undertaker, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin could have been guarding Michael Jordan that very moment, you know. Uh, I don't see anyone blocking that shot, honestly. I don't see a soul. Yao Ming, in prime condition, ball ball could be behind Yao Ming. I'm telling you that ball is going in. So I think it's kind of in, in, in this way deaded the 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 conversation you know the greatest of all time and i i was it was contentious it's been contentious and maybe it's just the 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 quality of the editing that they're doing in this documentary but boy am i being swayed 
Yep. It's, it's, it's very difficult. You know right what's now. happened in this whole entire time? We haven't talked about LeBron James because the game's not there. If LeBron James is doing something, maybe it'd be a different story. But I do want to get yes. to something yeah. here, and I want to show you this article. Speaking of which, and a guy who, well, I don't know so much in terms of Jordan, but definitely knows LeBron James, did coach him for a season um, during the second stint of LeBron's time there. And it is in regard to um, who he thinks is the best. It's David Blatt who was uh, at one point coaching in the European leagues. And I'll bring up the article here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 David Blatt uh, talked to, uh, well, well, there was an expert panel in the documentary, as you read here. So he talked to an Israeli newspaper. And the quote that comes out and stands to me is, you know, Michael Jordan's still bigger than LeBron James. Now, when you look at David Blatt, David Blatt has coached uh, in Europe for quite some time, Russia, in Greece, uh, in Israel. And yeah. he has an understanding uh, of a, in a different worldview that, you know, a lot of us might not because uh, he's he's been in those environments, not just they're traveling, but he's in the basketball circles. And you're pretty damn sure or I'm Around pretty damn sure that, yeah, MJ is probably going to stand out a lot more than most. So when you look at this and the quote goes, Michael Jordan is bigger than LeBron James. He pointed it out on Sunday, commentating the latest episode. He won most championships with one team and did not focus on the I, but on the us, which yeah. is interesting because he did say earlier on that, uh, you know, in the documentary, when they asked him, there, there's no I in team, but it's like, there is in win, you know, there is in <laughs> win, yeah. it kind of yes. went on there. But eventually he did learn to play with his teammates. But later on, you see here, uh, Blatt will go on to say, but surely in terms of the ability and influence, they are both including the top five. So he does give credit for LeBron James. He did coach him and understands, but there might have been that moment where it kind of tainted him when he was there with the uh, with the Cavs and LeBron in his second stint that may have rubbed him the wrong way. And it turns out probably led to his firing because he obviously did get canned after a season and so and uh, eventually was replaced by Tyron Lue. But I just find that very interesting that he coached and uh, talked about this. And I really do think that um, it just kind of signifies how good uh, Michael Jordan was and kind of gives him those extra bonus points, in my opinion. That's just how I see it and how I'm looking at it from this perspective. That and what I just said earlier that we're not hearing LeBron James's name. It's because the season is under postponement for the moment and this documentary came out. So you look at what's trending on Twitter. You look at the hashtags that are going pretty wild on Instagram. MJ, Michael Jordan, you name it. The memes are coming back again. A lot of Jordan memes are coming out there. A lot of quotes, you know, that are coming out in these posts. So he's right now dominating the airwaves. And it's still, when you look at 30 plus years later, and introducing himself to a new generation, which I think is different because they know LeBron as their best player, right? Each generation as you go along is going to be different. Yeah. So we looked at, for example, um, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. A lot of people thought Wilt Chamberlain or Kareem or somebody of that ilk um, was the best player to ever play the game. I do not see those people. I, I you know, and I've heard the stories and everything else. Um, you know, you might see clips here and there that you could find, but it didn't resonate with me. MJ did. And I think yeah, MJ is yeah. now resonating with another generation. Your thoughts on that, sir? Yeah. So definitely on um, from what you were saying with uh, Michael Jordan's uh, 
he's definitely been able to transverse like a generation at this point because um by looking at just this this um uh this documentary i think even just four episodes deep um you know espn's done a very good job of cultivating and harvesting some of his best highlights right and you know uh, and especially the way they're packaged in like these really quick bite size you know flashes and that's what his game was michael's game was that right um and you know showing just the tenacity of the playing of the players back then right of course yes we could say in comparison to maybe the overall quality of players we have today right because i think a lot of people my uh, younger generation are number one going to look at michael and say okay this is a new this is a different piece you know maybe respect where uh, credit where credit is due because we're getting to see more right people who lived through the 90s got to actually see michael jordan do these things but everyone who's the, the new generation never got that opportunity we only know lebron james right because that's what we've that's what we grew up knowing so hearing michael jordan's the best is like telling us is like trying to give us a an explanation of to say uh wilt chamberlain right we know we hear wilt chamberlain was incredible we see the numbers but you you know I personally believe it was made up. That's a different story for a different day. I don't think Will Chamberlain. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, it's been a great first episode, Moses. Uh, it's great to uh, get back to it. You know, this is kind of, yeah, glad to be back. Glad. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get through this. Corona ain't beating us. Um, and we are going to be back next week. So thanks, everybody. Don't forget to uh, follow us on all the things we're gonna we are on spotify we're on um soundcloud wherever you get no not on soundcloud i'm lying uh wherever else you get podcasts besides cd cassette vinyl uh you know yeah no you know uh you know we we gotta give the people we gotta give the people what they want moses that's that's the objective of this so if they need vinyl if they need LP, we like we got all of them. We got it. We can even do like um, I don't know. Yeah, we can do sing song. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Starting from Michael Jordan existing. Yeah, a track. Yeah. <laughs> they actually probably had a lot of that though afros everything you know you know big big suits uh pads everywhere so yeah no you can get us on all those mediums um we're also going to be on youtube we are on youtube not going to be we are on the youtube we're on facebook we uh are on places that you can access um media and um you can make the decision there uh thereafter whether you find us attractive or not um can we qualify for uh men's health you know the uh you know just because we're in under quarantine moses doesn't mean the search for a sexiest man alive doesn't stop all right so we have to be on uh on on high alert okay so um yeah <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> you know just because you can win it once doesn't mean you're uh 
you're you're set for back to back there, John. Okay, yeah, you're heavy as the head. Okay, uh, yeah, no, but uh, it's glad glad to be back, and um, we shall see you next week. This podcast is a Collab House production.